Okie dokie. Here we go. Back in the afternoon. The circadian rhythms, they're just all over the place at the moment. Breakfast with Brandy. Breakfast with Brandy. Now back in the afternoon with you people. The good people of SEN in the afternoon. Uh, and as a result of that, we say to you, uh, g'day afternooners. Thanks for tuning in. However you are listening, SEN welcomes you to what we like to describe right here as our very broad house of worship. We're all thanks to SBS Fence. Now, breaking news too, by the way. I like to start the program with some breaking news. Breaking news, sbsfence.com.au have renewed their sponsorship of the afternoons program. So Alex and the team out there, our sincere gratitude for your support of us. We love it. Portable toilet and temporary fence hire in Sydney. You've got to go to the best. And when I talk about the best, it's sbsfence.com.au. All right, what do we got coming up on the program on this Wednesday? Wellness Wednesday. So hope everyone is well. Actually, I don't hope. Hope is not a strategy, okay? Trust everyone is well. I'm sure Michelle Bishop will be well. She's coming up very shortly. We'll get a score update from Coach K. Matty Rogers, we thought we'd have a chat with the rack because he's had a lot to say. Um, we need to dig down a little bit more on oh, Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones. Anyway, uh, presenter Glenn Hawke is going to give us the latest in the WBBL, uh, all the world of uh, Eddie Jones as well. Uh, and then we're going to check in with Adrian Lamb. He's the assistant coach to the Kangaroos. They've got the final of the Pacific Championships up against the, the Kiwis. And they have named their sides yesterday. A little bit of a shock around... Well, no surprise around uh, uh, Payne Haas and Tino Farsua, Malawi, Liam Martin coming back into the starting side. Selwyn Cobbo misses out. Dylan Edwards maintains his position on the wing. Tristan Merlihan will be along from Top Sport. We'll have the 2 o'clock flock, your chance to win the $100 cash, all thanks to Tristan and the team up there at Top Sport. And the Who Am I snuck its way back into the run sheet. Don't know how that's – anyway, it has. It has. And you'll have the chance to win tickets for you and three mates to the Golden Eagle. Rose Hill Garden, Saturday, the 4th of November. That's this Saturday. If you want to explore that a little bit more, it's theracers.com.au. Pinch and a punch for the first day of the month. All three of my children got me this morning with that one. So well done to them on that. All right, let's get stuck into it. Cue music, Coach K. Silly season has started in the National Rugby League. So here we go. Who do you want? Roll up, roll up. Look who's for sale. Jerome Luai, Ezra Mam, Tom Dearden, Torhu Harris, Adam Reynolds, Brad, uh, Bradman Bess, you name it. You name it. They're for sale. Here's the other thing. Can I just preface all of this by saying, this is the most ridiculous system in world sport. Ridiculous. In 15 months' time, we could have someone sign today, and in 15 months' time, they will be running out there for the team that they sign with today. Would you have it in any other sport? No, you wouldn't. However, we do have it in the National Rugby League. Why? Because it's a negotiation point for the collective bargaining agreement. What does that mean? That means the new collective bargaining agreement that's been signed off for the next five years, it's going to be there for the next five years. It is complete. If anyone on the text line can explain to me why we need to have this November 1, uh, start of the open season for players for 15 months' time. If anyone can give me a reasonable understanding of that, I'd be more than happy to take it. 0457 736 736. What about that? Joey Manu, $5 million. Is that some cue the music, silly season? Well done. Look at that. Here we go. 
That is yeah. I think that's more Benny Hill than Benny Hill, isn't it? Oh, we like that. Uh, I think Benny uh, Benny appeared at exactly the right time, doesn't he? Seventies and eighties. Not not sure Benny's stuff would go so well now. Anyway, separate issue. Five million dollar mega deal for Joey Manu. We wanted to play at fullback. I don't know. Anyway, we'll wait and see. Uh, you might want to tell us. Um, who who do you think is the, the player that they should be getting? I don't know. It's different for every club. It's just ridiculous that we're doing it 15 months out. I heard Tommy Costigan talk about it. I don't like to say this all the time, but I agree wholeheartedly with what Tom says. So, well done. Hey, Daly Cherry Evans, um, he's getting ready for this Pacific Championship final. Uh, we know that the Payne Haas, Tino Farsua, Malawi, and Liam Martin back in. Ruben Cotter back to the bench. Nico Hines misses out, but that's understandable, but gee, I tell you what, the, the times that he was on the field last week, I thought he was excellent, Nico Hines. So the Kiwis keep the same side. I just think they need to change the way they play. We'll speak to Adrian Lamb about that. But here's DCE talking about his preparations. I am a bit older now, and um, you know I'm not going to be playing forever, and the, the end's closer than the beginning was. Knowing that the end's near, I don't want to leave anything left in the tank. Finishing last year's World Cup, not in the 17, definitely motivated me to play better this year. So there he is, DCE. Oh, you, could, you could suggest, given the revelations that we had from Justin Horro this year about what his dietary requirements were pre in uh, before games at the start of his career, Daly Cherry Evans has never been in better physical condition and you just wonder how long he can keep going. So this, uh, interesting there. So he will be the number seven for Australia, Payne Haas and Tino up front, Liam Martin into the back row. The Kiwis have announced... The same side. Don't you love this? The, we've got the Telstra tracker on play. Ronaldo Mulatalo, fastest player in the league. That's a shock. So he was, all 502 first graders were, were tracked on this one. He's edged out Jason Saab, Mike Acevo, Dom Young, and Josh Adokar, who everyone thought was the fastest man in the world. He is not. He's actually the fifth fastest in the NRL. Ronaldo Mulatalo. Fastest in the league. I wouldn't have picked that, but well done to him. What about Stefano Yutoikamanu? Second fastest tiger behind Jareem Buller. I love this. I love this. It's the first of a three-part series in conjunction with the Daily Telegraph and Telstra, Telstra Tracker. So is it is it just you or is it maybe just me that can't wait for the second part, maybe the third part of this series where we have revealed the 100 slowest players in the National Rugby, like surely, surely. You might want to frame a market, people, the slowest players in the National Rugby. I'd love for that to be a part of this three-part series with the, the Daily Telegraph. Anyway, anyway. All right, let's get to other codes. Eddie Jones. Oh, dear, dear, oh, dear. So finally, someone from Rugby Australia has come out and said something reasonably negative about Eddie Jones. Here's Phil Wall, Rugby Australia CEO. His vision um, of the speed in which we're going to uh, execute centralisation and his belief in uh, access to finances and funding. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, we've been quite transparent. Eddie's been quite transparent and it wasn't about the money in the fact that he's walked away. Uh, and again, um, as to where we're at financially, um, and certainly with the relationship and, and the trust that we need to build with our stakeholders, it was very, very important that we uh, we, we didn't uh, uh, end up in a situation where it was very expensive for us to depart ways. 
it wasn't all about the money. Um, <laughs> the fact that Rugby Australia didn't get the money that Eddie thought they were going to get, it actually was all about the money. It's just that, uh, I, I don't know. I, is it just me? It seems too amicable for what was an absolute nightmare. So I, I just, I can't believe that this hasn't completely broken down. There must be clauses in out contracts left, right and centre. Remember earlier we were hearing, oh, captain's pick, Hamish McLennan, the chair of rugby. So we picked now, we're saying, oh, no, no, it was a panel. It was a panel. You know what this strikes me as? Hamish gets out of his chair in the boardroom and wanders down to the CEO's office and said, listen, I can't take this all on my own. Why don't you say, oh, we share responsibility around the selection of Eddie Jones? So after all that, uh, what we're left with is this. this these, these are the known entities for Rugby Australia. They haven't got enough money to pay a bloke that they'd contracted. So we know that. And, and Phil Ward just admitted it there. We're out of money. Got no money. Uh, we have to wait around till 2025. 2024, well, that's probably just a write-off. We don't play until nine months. But And as far as getting a coach, that's fine. We don't play till nine months' time, so we can take our time to get one. You know what? That's it, They are on their knees. Rugby Australia, it's official. Rugby Australia is on their knees. Let's go to the cricket now. Davey Warner, he's chipped in. Why, David? Why? You're scoring... Such great runs with a great average and exceptional strike rate. Nearly got three centuries back-to-back. Just fell short against New Zealand with your rapid 81. But, nup, I just make everyone look stupid. Everyone keeps writing me off. At the end of the day, I'm doing as well as I can. I'm just trying to go out there and start as well as I can up front. Whoa, the victim mentality. All right. It works for some, must be working for David. I don't know why you need to be doing that. Enjoy it, David. Did you hear from Charlie Cherry Evans there? Nearer to the end than the beginning. Just enjoy it. You're scoring a lot of runs. You're scoring good runs for Australia, important runs. And you don't need to rub it into everyone. Anyway, what about this? I know Coach K put this in the rundown deliberately, and that is that cricket legend Matthew Hayden has blasted Australia's team's lack of homegrown coaching talent. This is on the back of his little mate, JL, getting their wrist So he was asked by Wisden Cricket Monthly, would he ever coach the Australian side? He said, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't coach them. After Justin and his treatment, I wouldn't have any part of trying to coach Australia because I don't feel that's something I would enjoy. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay. You wouldn't, you wouldn't enjoy it. All right. All right. Based on the commentary we have from Matt Hayden, are we going to Queensland at the moment? We are? Yep. All right. Okay. Based on the commentary of Matt Hayden, which person would fulfill the role of interpreter for the players? Because I cannot make head and a tail of what Matt Hayden says in commentary. So how on it? Anyway. So Matt's ruled himself out. So Cricket Australia breathes a sigh of relief. Uh, anyway, uh, there is a yarn about this English cricket team. We'll get to that in uh, Afternoons Amplified a little bit later on. I find that's really interesting. Guess what? Guess what? They're all concerned about what each other are getting paid. Who'd have thought it? I can't believe that. I mean, that's amazing. But anyway, uh, I like this. Football Australia said, no, 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 no. Leave us out of the boat race that is the 2034 World Cup and where that's going to be played. No, thank you. We're not spending $43 million like we did for the 2022 World Cup. Here's James Johnson, the CEO of Football Australia. Look, we have a major international competition strategy. Uh, so our focus is broader than the 2034 uh, Men's World Cup. 
Um, of course, the process that was put in place by FIFA, um, I think through everyone in world football a little bit um, off, off board, uh, this decision was uh, would normally have been taken in, in three years' time. Um, it is what it is. Our focus is broader. What's, what's broader than the Men's World Cup? The FIFA World Cup, 48 teams. Every sporting eyeball on the planet, just on your country. Uh, what I think there, they say, oh, we ran a really good Women's World Cup. Like, with due respect to the Women's World Cup, it was fantastic. We loved it. Don't worry. But that's like saying, yeah, we can host the Baldry Shield Sports. You know, Baldry Shield Sports, Wallambeen Public School used to compete in that, the small school. Stock and Bingle, Bendick Murrell, Quandiella. You know, if you can host the Baldry Shield Sports, can you host the Olympics? Well, Barry Grace Oval at Wallambeen, fantastic venue for the Baldry Shield Sports. Probably not going to cut it for the Olympics. I think that's what Australia is saying with that one. Uh, good idea. Don't waste your time money or resources in going after something that is a genuine boat race. Congratulations to Saudi Arabia. You will be hosting the 2034 Football World Cup and you heard that here first. I'm going to bring us back to this and I haven't talked about this with Coach K but we've got ourselves a talk topic out of Latrell Mitchell and Jack White and what about this? Sergeant David Powell, the most senior police official involved in the arrest of Mitchell and Whiten. He has admitted key details he provided in the case did not occur. Oh, dear. Sergeant Power. I wonder how Sergeant Power voted in the referendum. Anyway, separate issue, separate issue. Uh, Now, Whiten's lawyer, Steve Boland, said the police had attempted to, quote, unquote, frame his client as a case of an old school stitch up. That does not happen still, does it? Surely not. Anyway, uh, and then Power said, when he dressed, sorry, Jack, if that's what happened, mate, I'm sorry. Hang on a minute. You're not mates with Jack White, and you tried to frame him. The bombshell revelations came after Boland used CCTV footage. This is Boland, the lawyer for Jack White, to put together a timeline of events that contradicted Powers' version. Boland labelled Powers' testimony a total and utter fantasy. You dreamt up to justify everything that happens. Wow. So the injustice has been overturned. Thank heavens for that. Sergeant David Powell, um, basically in the witness box, said, yeah, I lied about all that other stuff I said. I lied about that. So as a result of that, the great injustices in sport, let us know. It might be the fact that, you know, Sonny Bill Williams didn't win the Clive Churchill medal in the 2013 grand final. It might be more serious than that, but. For $100 cash from Top Sport or the Signet Boost Power Bank, let us know. 1300 01 1170. The text line 0457 736 736. The great injustices in sport. All right. Now that we're up and running, we've got to take a break. After that, we are back with Michelle Bishop. You're listening to Afternoons on SEN.